Welcome to the Dwelling Place Church audio podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message. We pray God speaks to you today through this message and through his word. For more information about our church, be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org. Now, it's time to listen to this week's message. Well, God bless you. Good to see each of you. Thank you for being here. I want to tell you that just we celebrate your choice. Uh, obviously, in life, we are faced with a multifaceted amount of choices, and we celebrate your choice today to gather before King Jesus in a community of people seeking to know Him and to follow Him. Also, want to thank Meredith. Thanks for organizing women's event yesterday and doing that. We're grateful for that. We appreciate it. With that being said, we are entering in this month this series stretch thin. And when it comes to the theme and the subject of talking about anxiety and stress and depression, uh, we need to be very sober-minded up front of what a difficult reality um, that, and topic that we are addressing this month. And there's a lot of sensitivity uh, that is needed because mental health is extremely, extremely valuable and important in the heart of God and the plan of God. And God cares and God sees. Uh, and it's not where I'm led to go today, but just to sort of up front and set this series, um, as a pastor, a minister of the gospel, a, a father, a husband, um, you know, in my history... I have been in the psychiatric ward, okay? In my history, I have had close relative who has ended their own life. And so this is not a subject that, as I minister today, where there's not compassion or there's not personal investment uh, and experience in this matter. And so, though I'm not going to get into that type of trajectory today, it's not where I'm led. I do just want to up front put that out there um, for those of you that are struggling or those that are listening that's struggling, just to assure you that there are people around you that when you look at today, you might not see the trauma of their past or, or seasons of their past. But it doesn't mean that they don't understand or they don't have empathy. Um, or that they don't care. And I say all that, that to say, if, if your season, this season, is filled deeply with such stress and anxiety and depression, just hear above everything else today that you're not alone. You're not alone. You, you're experiencing something that you're not alone in. Okay? With that being said, I want to read from Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 10. The prophet called and appointed and sent by God declares in Jeremiah 10, 10, But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At His wrath the earth will tremble, and the nations will not be able to endure His indignation. Thus you shall say to them, The gods that have not made, the heavens and the earth, 
shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He has made the earth by His power. He has established the world by His wisdom and has stretched out the heavens at His discretion. And then Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 13, the prophet Isaiah called and sent and appointed by God declared, the craftsman stretches out his rule. He marks one out with chalk. He fashions it with a plane. He marks it out with the compass and makes it like the figure of a man, according to the beauty of a man, that, he may, that it may remain in the house. I want to teach a message today titled, Stretched Thinking. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that you have established a sure, a guaranteed, and everlasting covenant in and through Jesus Christ. We celebrate that reality and we declare that the name of Jesus is a name above every name. That in that name is secured on our behalf everything related to life and godliness and your will. That the blood of Jesus speaks better things. And I ask Holy Spirit that you would speak to hearts and minds that you would tear down, that you would pull down lies, plans of the enemy, that the anointing of God would deliver people from shackles and bondages for the glory of God. I yield to you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. A family and I recently hiked Cloudland Canyon Park in northwest Georgia. As we were there, there was a sign that caught my attention. It read the following. Sometimes tiny things can cause significant damage. Some invisible to the naked eye can cause the destruction and even the extinction of plants. Here at Cloudland Canyon and across the eastern states, a small insect the size of the period at the end of this sentence is felling century-old eastern hemlocks. This invasive pest is the hemlock woolly adelgid. It is named for the tiny white hair covering its body. These adelgids attach themselves to hemlocks by the thousands, sucking the nutrients and life right out of them. For multitudes of thousands today, it is not necessarily one large issue that they can put their finger on and say, this... And this alone is the complete source of my stress, my anxiety, or lack of mental wholeness. Many humans today are being stretched thin by thousands of little things, tiny things. Little heart, little thoughts here and there that are adding up. Little thoughts like you are not loved, you are not, you are a failure, you do not fit in. Let me say this morning, have you ever thought about when you hear a thought that says you are a failure? Why does it say you? If that thought was coming from you, why wouldn't it not say I am a failure? Have you ever thought when there are thoughts that are you, that they are accusations? Accusations from your enemy. And there's thoughts like you do not fit in, you're not loved, you can never be loved, you'll never be worthy. Sometimes it's little thoughts that Or, I have no value. I have no worth. Many are being stretched by little things like little pictures on Insta, on Instagram, on the feed. Small pictures, small images, 
on the phone. Many are being stretched thin by little things like little icons and little apps on the phone. And through these icons and these little pictures, they measure their significance. They measure their identity by them. They compare themselves to those little images. Many are being stretched thin by mental images. Little worries that add up here and there. Little issues that over time just begin to eat away and add up. But just like the hemlock trees, nutrients in life are being sucked right out of them. Today, multitudes are having their strength sucked out of them, having peace sucked out of them, having mental health being sucked out of them. Listen, not by just one major thing, but by a thousand little unresolved things. They're unresolved because they are not addressed in a significant manner. They are not addressed, they are not faced, and addressed in a way where each and everything is assigned a value assigned to a place and then based on that assigned value and that determined place they are then dealt with sufficiently or acted on and so because this is not taking place they stay on the surface level or subconsciously they begin to suck the life right out of us in this series for the month that's titled Stretch Thin we need to think about this Phrase and the origin of the phrase stretched thin. The origin of it is it's a metaphor. It's based on spreading butter or jam, paint or glue or some other sticky, semi-liquid material on a flat surface in cooking or construction context. There's usually a minimum effective thickness for the material being spread. And failing to meet that minimum level the material is spread too thin. The glue is spread too thin to adhere. Or the jam is too thin to taste. Everybody ever had someone make you a peanut butter and jelly? But they spread the jelly, the jam too thin? I send it right back. I say, try again. But in being spread too thin, it refers to failure. In the metaphor of a person's activity is the stuff being spread. And being spread too thin is a metaphor for having too much to do with resultant failure. Can I remind you today that your life is being constructed? You are in the process of being built. And the quality of your life will be negatively impacted if you are not aware of your minimum capacity and become spread too thin or stretched too thin. And your mental health will be affected. When we think about being stretched thin, first, it is not that God has not designed us to be stretched. Let me say it another way. God has designed us to be stretched. God has designed you and I to be able to grow to be able to grow our capacity, to be able to grow our capabilities, to be able to grow our base of knowledge, to be able to grow our understanding, to be able to grow our involvement in life. He has. No, when we think about being stretched thin, it is a matter of being stretched too much. Too thin, which results in a failure in our current mental health. Secondly, when we think about stress and anxiety and mental health, 
It is a matter of boundaries and clearly drawn lines. Being able to assign and determine something's value and its place in regard to us personally. Listen, everything our mind encounters is potentially like a woolly hemlock sucking the life out of us. Everything that your mind encounters, if you do not engage in the process of clarifying what it is, that takes effort, that takes focus, that takes time, that takes intentionality. But first, facing it, and clarifying what it is, and then determining what is the next action I'm going to take regarding it. Now listen, choosing and deciding to take no action is still an action. No action is still a decision. But the reason that we are faced with so much complexities in life is because we are being faced with so much around us. And everything that your mind encounters, if you do not determine and assign a value to it and determine its place in regards to you, then we will fall, we will fall into the experience of anxiety and stress and being stretched too thin. This brings us to one of our main texts in Jeremiah 10 and 10. The prophet says, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At His wrath, the earth will tremble and the nations will not be able to endure His indignation. Thus you shall say to them, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He has made the earth by His power. Everybody say power. He has established the world by His wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. And he has stretched out the heavens at his discretion. Everybody say discretion. God made the earth by his power and ability. He established the world by his wisdom. And he stretched out the heavens at his discretion. Notice three basic things here the prophet says. Ability, wisdom, and discretion. You and I as humans were made in the image of God. What this means is we originally were created to display the image and the characteristics of God including ability, wisdom, and discretion. Therefore, the life you and I construct is affected by our ability and competence. The life you and I construct is affected by our wisdom. The life you and I construct is affected by our personal discretion. And so today I want to address briefly these three issues of ability, wisdom, and personal discretion and how they relate to being stretched too thin. This will help us in this series draw some big picture understandings of what is taking place in the world we live in today regarding stress, regarding anxiety, regarding mental health in today's world, and we will continue to narrow in more and more throughout this series. So let me first talk about being stretched thin in ability and competence. My first year in college, I went to Indiana Tech to play baseball. And I enrolled there my freshman year and first semester in 
a computer science as my major. Now, as a baseball player, a college baseball player, I was primarily at school to play baseball. And as a freshman, I played both on the varsity and the JV, the freshman and sophomore team. What that equaled is, is I wasn't in class much. (laughs) I was literally every day traveling or playing in either varsity or JV team. And I remember one day showing up to one of the computer science specific classes. And I remember listening to the professor, the instructor, and I'm looking around at at my peers and my classmates, and they're locked on. And I see heads nodding, and and I see people seeing where the professor's talking about in the book. And I I see that they're, they're on the track. And not just on the track, they're on the train. But I'm looking around and I feel like they're speaking in tongues. I mean, literally, it's like the professor is speaking a different language. I have no idea. The C++, the coding they're talking about. And instantly, instantly, it hit me. I need to change my major. (laughs) Those classes were dropped immediately. The form was filled out quickly and my major moved from being computer science to therapeutic rec. Therapeutic recreation. I think about playing professional baseball often. I think about and dream about the Braves putting me in one day when they're having a bad season. Not this year, thank God, they're having a good season, but I think about the Braves one day putting me in. Because see, I have never faced, when it comes to baseball, a time where I failed. But always a time not where I just succeeded, but succeeded above average. And so in the back of my mind, there's this idea that I have the competence or the ability to play professional baseball. But the reality is, is if they put me in a Braves game tomorrow or today, I would be extremely nervous. I would experience great stress. Why? Because, one, I've not played in years. Secondly, I've never played at that level. Third, I don't have yet a confidence or awareness if I do have the competence and ability to not embarrass myself in one game in professional baseball. See, listen to me. One is stretched thin when they are extended beyond their current ability and competence. A lot of people are experiencing stress and anxiety and are being faced with the issue of mental health because the life that they are experiencing or the world that they now find themselves is stretching them in an area they've never been stretched before and they're beginning to question and wonder, do I have the ability and the competence to succeed in 2021 and moving forward to be able to pay my bills, to be able to establish you know, a secure home, to be able to take care of my family, financially, to be able to work and excel and show I am competent. And the question then really becomes, can I really grow within the necessary timeline and my ability and competence? Can you really grow within the necessary timeline in your ability and competence. When it comes to playing professional baseball, for me, the answer is no. 
Why? Because I know I look young, thank the Lord, but I'm 41 years old. I remember at a time I was uh, eating, eating breakfast with Pat Williams. And, um, and Pat Williams and I were talking, and his, one of his sons is high up in the Nationals organization. And at the time, one of my friends that I went to high school with, we played summer ball with from, from age 13 until 18, a, a, a close friend of mine, he was in AAA at the time with the Nationals. And I mentioned that to, to Pat. Well, Pat immediately gets out his cell phone. He calls his son. His son answers the phone. He said, I'm sitting here with one of my friends, and we're asking about so-and-so. I won't say his name, but we want to know how he's doing. And, and uh, Pat's son, who's high up in the Nationals organization, said, said this is the determining year. He's been in AAA for several years. He's, and he quoted his age. And he says, if he doesn't hit this thing, then he'll never get an opportunity to play professional baseball. He'll stay in the minor leagues. It's interesting. Because what that faces, what that speaks to, is can I grow my ability and competence within the necessary timeline put before me? Put before me. Now, sometimes we don't know the answer to that question. And so maybe you today, when you're thinking about a career, you're thinking about a field, you're thinking about some decisions related to competence and ability, maybe you get to a place where you're willing to get honest feedback from another who has already succeeded in the area that you are thinking about. See, a lot of people aren't willing to get honest feedback because underlying the area of ability and competence, sometimes we are fearful What if I don't have what it takes to be successful in that field? And listen, it's okay because I cannot be successful in every field because I don't have enough time to do the necessary things to reach the level of competence and the level of ability needed to be successful in that field. But listen, that doesn't make me a failure and it doesn't make you a failure. But if you don't understand this issue of ability and competence, then people began to experience so much stress and anxiety and it begins to affect their mental health. Many times not having a sufficient foundation or framework to navigate in a time where it's revealed that I don't have the ability and competence needed to be successful in this field. And because without an adequate foundation or framework, when it gets revealed, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to make it. It's costing too much. There's not enough time. It's too much. When you look at all that God's asking me to do, and oftentimes it can cripple someone with anxiety, and stress, and mental health. And a reason why many get stretched in in this way is, listen, the comparison snare. The comparison snare. And we are tempted to get stuck in comparison when we're lacking being secure in how God has wired and created us. I mean, if I compare myself to some professional baseball players and, and I think that how I measure up to them, just on a physical level, I mean, you got six six baseball players now. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, they're, they're almost having to get down on their knees just to 
you know, be in a place to hit the ball. I mean, you have massive physical stature. And if you seek to compare yourself consistently to others like that, and you're not secure in the love of God, then you get trapped in the comparison snare. Sometimes people get stretched thin because they want to be like another person. But they want to be like another person for wrong reasons. They, they actually want to be like another person because they want the rewards that that person gets in life. Like they want fame. Or, or they want more money. Or they want recognition. Or they want a name. They want to be popular. Listen, some people get stretched thin because they let the wrong people determine what they do. How many college students have I talked to over the years in Planning Dwelling Place who were in majors not because they felt called to that major or felt like they had enough passion to do the necessary effort it would take within the time frame to become competent and to have the ability to succeed in that area but because a grandmother or a mother or someone put that label or that expectation on them. Sometimes, listen, we let the wrong people determine what we do. We let society determine what is considered valued or successful in the day we live in. And all of this creates stress. It creates anxiety. It can lead to crippling stress and anxiety in a sense of a lack of mental health. Maybe for you it's not a matter that you cannot grow to perform the needed ability and competence. Because given enough time, research now shows, even secular research and psychology, that we can grow in areas that we don't, from birth, have a natural inclination or propensity towards. So if you're not an artist, but you can learn how to become an artist. But it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of willingness to learn. And some of us, based on life, don't have the necessary time to reach the ability and competence that we would want. And so that's okay. And so it's not so much that you couldn't achieve the ability or achieve the competency, but it's about a time frame or it's about wisdom. What's the wise thing regarding your job, your career, leading and managing areas in your life? Because wisdom connects to these issues of ability and competency. So number one, stretch thin in ability and competence. Secondly, I want to read from Proverbs 1 and verse 20. In Proverbs 1 and verse 20, wisdom calls aloud outside, Solomon writes. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refused. I've stretched out my hand and no one regarded because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Notice God's heart, God's spirit of wisdom calls out to everyone. This is not one call that here... Solomon is speaking out. This is about a person who 
lived a life, a trajectory of constantly resisting God's call to come and to learn wisdom from Him. This is time after time. They harden their heart. They harden their necks. They hate the idea of God's knowledge for them and, and hate engaging the words of wisdom, the words of God. And they disdain. And they live a life of disdaining counsel and, and guidance. And in the end of their life, destruction comes like a whirlwind. Let me talk secondly about stretched thin and wisdom. In the beginning of this pandemic with the coronavirus, I felt the Lord give me a message, a prophetic message, and preached it right here in this pulpit of three R's, that a, a restriction was taking place for a reorientation and then revival. There is a major reorientation happening globally. In fact, when you think about it, in the 18th century, it's what is referred to as the agricultural age. In the agricultural age, for you to really be able to be established financially and, and established in the world at that time, you had to be a farmer. Those that were farmers in the 18th century in the agricultural age really moved forward, really was able to navigate through life and, and the complexities and the stresses of that age. But then in the 19th century, we moved from the agricultural age to the industrial age. And the industrial age to begin to be established and succeed and, and to not be overwhelmed with the, the choices and the complexities of that age, you became a factory worker. So the industrial age was established. But then in the 20th century, we moved course from the agricultural age and the industrial age to the information age and in the information age this is where you got knowledge workers this is where many of you who are older in life than me this is where you've made a career you're a knowledge worker you're in a specific field and you have specific knowledge to do an aspect in that specific field in the informational age to get established and not be overwhelmed with the complexities of life in that time, you went to college, you got a four-year degree, sometimes you got a master's and you got a good job in the field of study and you got a 401k and, and, and you get, went to retirement. And you weren't being overwhelmed with the complexities or the choices in that century and in that time. But Daniel Pink, an author, says that now in the 21st century, we're in the conceptual age. And to be able to move forward in the conceptual age, it requires creators and empathizers. Those that are really able to get ahead. It, it is staggering to me that growing up, again I'm 41, but growing up, the level of money of what I thought and, and talking to my grandparents and my parents of what was middle class or was enough to not be you know, really overwhelmed or stressed, that that now is poverty. It's poverty. It really is. If you have that much money that I grew up thinking was like lower middle class, it's poverty. You don't have a lot of freedoms. You don't have a lot of ability to make choices. Your choices are sort of already made for you based on that money. And this is causing, listen, a lot of people today to be stretched thin and experience great stress, anxiety, and fear and affecting mental wholeness because, listen, 
We live in a new age and it requires new wisdom to navigate the world that we are living in that is changing rapidly. Isaiah 43 and 13, prophet Isaiah says, The craftsman stretches out his rule. He marks one out with chalk. He fashions it with a plane. He marks it out with the the compass and makes it like a figure of a man, according to the beauty of a man, that it may remain in his house. A lot of people are being stretched thin because they're making lines and drawing lines and guidelines and boundaries in their life out of chalk. And when you draw boundaries and lines in your life out of chalk, listen, it's a form of idolatry. You know why? Because what happens is, is when you draw a line, you say, okay, this on this side is wrong or sinful. On this side, this is right and holy. The issue is when you make boundaries and decisions with chalk, when it no longer becomes convenient, You can move the line. The prophet declares that people are making idols, marking out with their own hands, their own chalk lines. Of course, in those days, it were literally cut out from wood. And you can travel still countries and see actual idols and statues. But we in America, we still make idols. We make idols by we stay in charge of the chalk. Because then we're in charge of the chalk line. And then when our convictions are no longer convenient, we can erase our conviction and create a new convenient one. Moving targets, moving guidelines, moving lines and boundaries. What is an idol? An idol is anything we put before God. An idol is anything that you place before your view of God. Idols begin to stretch us thin. And many today are living without lasting convictions, but living for current convenience. Listen to me. Many today are living without lasting convictions, but living for current conveniences. And it's hard to have a sense of peace and a sense of being established and a sense of well-being when what you're basing your choices on can be washed away with the next rainstorm, can be washed away with the next difficulty in life, can be washed away with the next circumstance in life you face. And the prophets is warning and the spirit of wisdom is calling out to God's wisdom saying, listen, when you create your own boundaries, when you create your own guidelines, when you draw your life with chalk, You are making idols of your own demise and design. And it's according to the wisdom of fallen mankind. And it's in accordance to keeping this deceptive sense of being in control. But when we turn to the wrong things to build our life on, when we turn to the wrong things to to deal with the complexities of life, we fall into idolatry. We begin to be stretched thin in our thinking. The sermon title, I don't know if you saw, but stretched thinking, thin, and then the last part is king. 
When we have a bunch of false kings, we get stretched thin. Think about how much stress and anxiety it gets when you have a multitude of kings, a multitude of rulers, a multitude of so-called lords that you're trying to please. You're running around trying to please all of the different marks and all of the different idols that we've drawn in our life. And it leads to an overwhelming stress. And that's why there's still only one way back to the Father. Because it simplifies. And in the simplification that there's only one way through one name and one person and His name is Jesus, it leads to a sense being established. It's an established boundary. It's an established wisdom. Not based on convenience, but based on the wisdom of God. Jeremiah 10, 10, but Jeremiah says, But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At His wrath the earth will tremble and all the nations will not be able to endure His indignation. Thus you shall say to them, The gods that have not made the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth. The chalk marks, the chalk guard lines, the chalked, convenient, right and wrong, they'll perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He has made the earth by His power. He has established the world by His wisdom and has stretched out the heavens at His discretion. We get established in God's wisdom. And likewise, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to be established in Christ, established in the faith of what trusting Jesus looks like. I think about Joshua. In Joshua 8 and verse 25 it says, So it was that all who fell that day, both men and women, were 12,000, all the people of Ai. For Joshua did not draw back his hand, with which he stretched out the spear, watch this, until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. I love it. Here's Joshua, and we're reading a scripture about a story of Joshua and the nation of Israel. And what Joshua was pursuing was within God's will for Joshua and the nation of Israel. God had told them, this land is within the promise that I have for you. This is promised land. This is within the boundaries. This is within the guidelines of what you can expect, what you can trust me for, what you can believe me for. And within those guidelines says that Joshua... He stretched out his spear and he did not draw back his hand until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Wow. Listen, when it comes to God's wisdom, you and I, if we don't want to be filled with anxiety and and stress, we cannot draw back our hand until every enemy that's creating unnecessary stress, unnecessary worry, unnecessary fear, unnecessary lack of mental health is defeated. Notice Joshua, he kept the spear out. You know what's at the end of the spear? A point. And you know what way that point points? It always points forward. You and I, in order to not allow the complexities of the age we live in to overwhelm us, we have to keep our hand extended and we have to keep the point forward until every enemy to your peace, to your mental health, is dealt with and every promise that God has that is yes and amen is experienced for you in the area of emotional well-being. This is why Proverbs says, diligence is man's precious possession. 
Listen, this takes great diligence. Why? Because what did I say? Everything your mind encounters is a chant, is an ish thing that has to be assigned to value and determine what you will do with it and how it relates to you. And that takes such diligence because the complexities of the world around us is constantly presenting so much to our mind. In Peter's list of progressing in the faith and following Jesus, he said the first thing you need to add after you have faith that Jesus is Lord and King, he said you've got to add moral courage. You've got to get like Joshua and say, I know it's difficult and I know my hand's feeling tired, but I know if I don't keep the point forward and I don't continue to move forward in what God has for me until everything that's robbing my, my peace and, and filling me with stress and anxiety is dealt with and defeated, then I'm not going to be able to experience the life that God has for me in Jesus. you got to have some moral courage. So I'm going to keep my hand in the spear until it's all destroyed and dealt with. It takes a lot of stretching. It takes a lot of diligence to have everything in your home, everything in your life, everything that comes to your mind to assign it a value and determine by a clear conviction in line the purpose it has or the purpose it doesn't have and then acting upon what you assigned to it. But it's in doing that that you're following God's wisdom that will lead to your mind being relieved of current stress and worry where there's, listen, there's all kinds of things your mind is aware of and those things are unresolved to your mind because you have not yet assigned a value to them and you've not told your mind where the lines to be drawn with those things, with those people, with those decisions. Establishing God's wisdom and God's word. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 47, come on band, Jesus in his ministry, he said to one, or one said to Jesus, he said, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Watch this. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Sometimes we're stretched thin because we're needing God's wisdom. And notice here Jesus speaks about God's wisdom and God's way. Some today are stretched thin because it has been difficult for them to stretch out of their comfort zone and into biblical community. And God's wisdom and God's design is for biblical community. But if you have been unable or if it's been difficult to stretch out of your comfort zone and enter into biblical community, listen, you are vulnerable to certain stresses and anxieties, potential lack of mental health. Why? Because God did not create any follower of Jesus who has the opportunity to gather and be with His people to do life alone, to have to carry it alone. Jesus didn't even carry His own cross the whole time by Himself. He fell under the weight and a man was chosen to pick it up. Some people are falling under the weight because they're Staying in their comfort zone Instead of stretching into biblical community Listen, some are stretched thin Because they do not have a natural father A natural mother Or siblings or aunts or uncles To help them in their life in this season Listen, the body of Christ is the answer Brothers and sisters that will listen to you And 
Their physical presence and listening will remind you that you're not alone. That you don't have to fall under the weight of this season alone. That's why we have connect groups meeting all over tonight. Some are stretched thin because they do have a father. They do have a mother. They do have siblings, grandparents, cousins, but they don't give godly counsel. They don't give biblical wisdom. And such people haven't yet understood and accepted as that God's provided a kingdom family. A family that seeks, not chalk lines that can move when it's convenient. Lines determined by your own demise. No, no, no. But established God's word, God's wisdom. So many are stretched thin in ability and competence related to stress, anxiety, and many mental health. Many are stretched thin in wisdom. And lastly, many are stretched thin in discretion. Just to be clear, let me define discretion for us. Discretion is the power. Now when we hear power, listen, we're not talking about physical power and might. Power here means the ability. So discretion is the power or ability or right to decide or act according to one's own judgment. Freedom of judgment or choice. An example is, it is entirely within my discretion whether I will go or stay. I don't remember if you remember, but this growing fellow right here, this good-looking guy on the front row named Caleb, my firstborn, when he was a wee little fellow many years ago, he was maybe four at the time. And at that time, God had been sort of changing some of my daily rhythms, weekly rhythms, and I started going up Kennesaw Mountain weekly. And I'd go out to get out in God's nature, and I'd go out and overlook the region and pray. And I took Caleb one day, and we were hiking up Kennesaw Mountain, and we were almost to the top. And by this time, he was feeling pretty confident. Because he had made it almost to the top and he started running. And there was a little dip like this. And he ran, he ran down that dip and he didn't see that there was a stone sticking out from that dirt. And his foot clipped that stone and he went Superman. Face first into that dirt. Busted his lip, his face. He got up, he still made it to the top. He's Caleb, he's the mountain taker. But I was thinking about that, and so I planned a day not long after that, and me and him went back. And I was going to use it as an object lesson, a a moment to teach him. I said, son, we're going to go and we're going to dig up that stone that tripped you up. Because other people is going to come up this path, and we don't want them to stumble over something that you've already learned was in your path. Well, we get up there and start digging. That was before I knew that was illegal. Number one, saw that sign many months later in the store. But secondly, as we get digging and he's working, I'm working, I realize this stone is a lot bigger than I thought. And we ain't got enough time or tools to get this stone up. So I was like, all right, we're going to have to switch the object lesson here. (laughs) And so we switched it to this. In life, you cannot remove every potential stumbling block and stone for other people around you and other people that will follow. See, God hung the heavens by His discretion. There's times in my life where I thought, you know, if God would just get rid of every beautiful woman that I find attractive, 
I would live so pure, holy. Put them all on an island, Lord. Alcatraz is fine, but something. Wow. Many today are saying, if social media would just be banned, make it illegal, remove it. Legislate. No iPhones, Android, smartphones. Dumb ages we go back to. I could live victorious. Just like in the prohibition, they said, you know what? We outlaw alcohol. It's going to lead to a godly society. It's going to make it easier for people. That didn't go well. Gangs, mafia, violence increased. Say, Pastor Chad, what's your stance about legalization of marijuana? I don't really care. Because you know why? Because of this object lesson. As followers of Jesus, there's always going to be potential vices and things that can bring us into bondage in the world around us. And we have to learn at our discretion to be led of the Holy Spirit and to not be brought into bondage to anything that steals, kills, and destroys and robs us from the peace that surpasses our understanding. The peace of God that increases our stress and our anxiety and affects our mental health. Listen, we can't shut down every porn site. It's not going to happen. There will always be vices of wickedness and potential pitfalls to enslave you and entrap you. What we need is we need to depend on God's Spirit and get discretion where Paul said, I won't allow anything. I won't allow anything to bring me into bondage. I'm going to use my discretion. If it's not increasing my liberty in Christ, if it's not increasing my experience of the freedom that God purchased for me in Christ, that at my discretion, I choose not to go that way. I choose not to partake of that thing. I choose not to be involved in it. Discretion. Discretion. For right now for you, it's not a matter of social media is right or wrong. It's a matter of if it's taking away from your mental health, if it's taking away from the peace that God desires for you, if it's taking away and it's leading to more stress and more complexity in your life, then you have to learn what God demonstrates. Use discretion. And draw a line and say enough's enough in the season. Discretion. You know why? Because you either take thoughts captive or thoughts will take you captive. You either at your discretion assign the value you place on potential bondages and vices around you or those things will begin to assign their purpose to your life. They'll begin to assign the priority of your time, your effort. So many are stretched thin by not making decisions that guard and extend their freedom in Christ. You either assign purpose to items or purpose will be assigned to you by them. And you say, wow, listen, what I've just covered, it takes massive, massive amount of effort, focus, and work. But it leads to peace of mind and not feeling overwhelmed. And maybe there's some here today or some listening. Listen, for so long in your life, you've not been able to give the needed focus to work through all that is in your life to be able to assign value, to be able to draw clear lines, boundaries of where things are to relate 
you. Listen, and because you currently haven't been doing that hard work for years, you're so overwhelmed now, listen to me, and you don't feel like you know where to start or how to start, then you need to get professional Christian counseling. Listen to me. If you're so overwhelmed that you don't know where to start or how to start, you need to, at your discretion, seriously consider getting outside professional Christian help to get the point back moving forward and stretching out your hand to get God's wisdom of how to draw lines, how to assign value and determine purpose and determine what to do with everything that's rolling around in your mind that is currently unassigned and not valued. Listen, Jesus was stretched thin for you, friend. You feel stretched thin? Jesus was stretched thin. He willingly allowed Himself to be stretched thin between heaven and earth. And He was stretched thin so that His kingdom could invade your heart and your mind and your life and that your previous experience of life up to this point doesn't have to be all that you ever know and experience in your future. That there is a peace that surpasses an understanding. That there is a kingdom of joy that surpasses what you've known as depression oppression and suppression that God made him Jesus who knew no sin to become sin for you that there is an exchange available but it does take a lot of focus and a lot of work to experience and to receive and to walk in every promise that God has marked out within your inheritance but it can start today Thank you so much for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information about our church, be sure to visit us on the web at dwellingplacemovement.org.